Hi, and welcome to Milfy Rich. I'm your host, Jenny Jector. This podcast is all about motherhood, the heavy emphasis on the ways that we nurture ourselves and the ways that we self-abandon. I'll be sharing personal growth stories and tools from my own life and the lives of my clients, as well as conversations with experts who are helping to shatter old paradigms of motherhood so that women everywhere can embrace what it means to be fully alive and fully themselves. It's time to get lit and embrace your intoxicating aliveness. Hello, my ladies, and welcome to another episode of Milfy Rich. I am coming back from my girls' weekend with my besties from high school, and it was so amazing to spend time with them and have really great conversations. And I also celebrated 90 days alcohol-free over the weekend, and I got to do some really like special journaling and um, share that monument, not monument, <laughs> share that milestone with my friends, which was really special um, because my brain is really trying to tell me like, this doesn't really matter because you haven't really drank that much in the past few years, but it really is a an identity shift for me to shift into identifying as someone who is alcohol-free, identifying as someone who is sober. And so I'm allowing myself to celebrate every milestone. So 90 days is like a huge milestone. So hooray. And I was super excited too, because I have a um, sober bestie who was also on the trip. So it's really nice when you have someone there who also doesn't drink, even though with this group of friends, it wouldn't have mattered, you know, like it would have been fine that I wasn't drinking and they were drinking. Like no one would have told me I should be drinking or pressured me. Um, because that's just the types of friends that these ladies are, but I have been in other groups of friends, you know, like in the past where it can kind of be like a conversation, you know, like, why don't you have wine, you know, like where it can be kind of like that. So it's just nice to have friend circles that really respect your choices and, um, you can just still have a great time. So we did. And today I want to share something with you. I was going to the store today and picking some stuff up for Alex. He is not feeling well. That's my husband. Um, he's getting the boys sickness from last week. So I was getting him some things and I had this like vision in my head of like training wheels. And I was thinking to myself how going alcohol free is really like taking the training wheels off of adulthood. And when I say that, I don't mean to be like, oh, you're acting like a child with your training wheels. But I think that there's like something with how you conduct yourself and how you uh, come to know yourself within the alcohol-free journey. And I'm not saying that anyone who, everyone who's alcohol-free is putting in the work to develop themselves and to get to know themselves and to, you know, invest in personal development. I know that's true because we, you know, they're, they're called dry drunks. It's, you know, people who just keep the alcoholic mindset, um, but take alcohol out. So certainly not saying that anyone who's alcohol free is living life without <laughs> their training wheels, but I think that there are some emotional milestones that, 
you almost have to re-encounter for yourself when you take alcohol out. It's like going into this adult world with no protection, right? That you're like, okay, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to feel my feelings all day long. I'm going to feel however I feel at a party. I'm going to feel however I feel at a corporate event. I'm going to let it be messy. I'm going to let it be awkward. I'm just open to everything. I'm willing to fall. I'm willing to have it be (laughs) totally messy. And that is like taking training wheels off. And I realized like there are five skills that a child has to have and learn to develop when they're taking their training wheels off. And I really can apply these to the skills that we need as adults in order to drink minimally or drink less, you know, and, you know, you need to decide what less is for you to enter into that sober, curious space or to go completely alcohol free. So there are five skills that I came up with. And the first one is balance. When you're going alcohol free, you have most likely had an increase in dopamine from alcohol. So you're going to have to learn how to create other activities and invest your time in other activities that balance out your life and balance out your dopamine levels. So for me, I like really discovered like how much I love working out. I mean, I've always loved working out, but like I really found like such a passion for it. <laughs> like when I started to do the work on my drinking and it became something like, oh no, that nothing gets in the way of this activity for me because it is so much my self-care. And of course, there's like a ton of other things. Like I reestablished like my love for reading. I have been reading so many more books since I changed my relationship with alcohol. Um, My investments in my friendships feel a lot richer. I feel like I invest a lot more time and intentional time with certain relationships. So creating balance for yourself in your life and the things that bring you joy is a skill that you will need to transition into a sober, curious life. Another thing I'll say in creating balance, um, I really found that I wanted to do things without alcohol more often that I that you normally would do with alcohol. So like I wanted to put myself in these situations that, you know, were maybe triggering to drink, right? Like I wanted to get like almost like a dopamine (laughs) boost from doing like first things without alcohol. So like I went to my high school reunion sober because I just like wanted to try it. And what I realized is like by doing these things, by putting myself in these sort of like uncomfortable situations, being alcohol free, I would get a lot of dopamine and feel good energy from those things, just not in the moment. You know, in the moment, I still felt awkward, but then after I would feel this sense of pride. So it's kind of like delayed gratification. So, like, part of this balance that you have to develop is a desire for delayed gratification 
and instead of instant reward. The second thing that you need to take the training wheels off into adulthood, going alcohol-free, is self-trust. You have to trust yourself that you won't cave. You have to be able to have your own back and believe that like, when you say you're not going to drink, that you're not going to do it. And I'll say this, and I, I don't mean this to sound as bad as it might sound, but it, it, it is the truth. Every time you say you're not going to drink and then you do it, it is a mark on the belt of your own integrity and your own self-trust, and your brain remembers it. And your brain will will know that, oh, she's saying this, but she doesn't really mean it because you know what? Every time she says it, she goes against herself. So we just have to wait for the right moment when she's feeling weak and then slap her with some sort of thought that will get her to want to drink. So self-trust is something that you start to develop. And the way you start to develop this, especially if you're not going to go completely alcohol-free right away, is that you take a drink plan and you freaking follow it. If you say you're having one glass of wine on Friday, you only have one glass of wine. And if you say you're having three drinks on Saturday, do not have more than three. Because every time you do, your brain is like, yep, going to catalog this. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. We're going to do that anyways, right? We can say we can have like best intentions, like follow dream plans and develop the self-trust. And we're still going to have like mistakes and slip ups. So what do you do when that happens? You go back and you do an evaluation. If you can't have self-trust in the moment, you can have hindsight after. Where you maybe lacked in self-trust, you make it up, make up for it with clarity. Do the work, take 10, 15 minutes and ask yourself, what were the circumstances that led me to drink? How was I? How was I feeling? What was I thinking? Were there people around me? Did I feel like unco- like uncomfortable? Was I feeling lonely? Was I feeling peer pressure? Was I people pleasing? Are these people that I want to be around? Did I even want to be in this place? Was I was I people pleasing by even being there? Was I trying to feel more comfortable in my body because I like don't feel good about my weight and I was like out in public? And I was feeling self-conscious about like how I looked and I just wanted my, my brain's thoughts to go away. Do the work to find out why you went against yourself. This is how you can counteract like the deposits in the anti-self-trust bank. And you can use the times when you slip to learn and grow. That kind of leads us into the next skill you need to take the training wheels off your adult life going into an alcohol-free or sober curious life is you have to know how to fall. So you think about like when kids fall, like like if if they're on their bikes and, and they start getting wobbly and all of a sudden like they put their hands out in front, 
or they, they don't know how to like tuck their head right, or they don't know how to like lean into the fall so that it's easier. They get a lot like more injured. So knowing how to fall in your process of going alcohol free is one of the things that is going to be most important for you to have the like most successful journey. So what does it mean to like know how to fall when you're going alcohol free? I think it means you're learning how to feel all of those uncomfortable emotions that you have been evading with alcohol. So knowing how to fall into your body's emotional world. Do you know how to do that? You might not. Not many of us were given a a roadmap for how to feel. Many of us were conditioned to avoid our feelings or that our feelings were too much or that they weren't important. So you have to be the first one, maybe, to teach yourself how to feel. One way to do this is to simply just name it. Like When you're feeling something, to simply just name how you feel in the moment and just guess. Sometimes our our feeling vocabulary is not very vast at first. So we just start off with words like, I feel bad or I feel good. I feel happy. I feel sad. I feel angry. I feel restless. You can just start by naming it. Now I have other podcasts I'll be doing on like how to feel deeply, but knowing how to fall is really about knowing how to fall into the body and be with yourself instead of using alcohol to avoid yourself. All right, skill number four that you need to take the training wheels of alcohol off your life is to keep your eyes focused on where you're going. This is where we want to have like goals. We want to give ourselves directions. I have battled with like thinking, oh, you shouldn't have goals. It just doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not that person. I am someone who I really like goals because they keep me focused. And I think that that might be true for a lot of people, that you need goals to give you direction. Otherwise, it's an invitation for your monkey brain to take over and nothing good comes when the monkey brain takes over. So we want to have goals and we want to know like, what are we doing and why? If you're going to take alcohol out of your life and it's for a month, make that be your goal. I'm shooting for 30 days. Maybe your goal is 10 days. You're keeping your eyes focused on where you're going. What are you hoping to accomplish in these 10 days? Like, what are you hoping to like know about yourself? Is there something that you want to change? Have you gained a lot of weight because of your drinking? Are you hoping to lose weight? Write that down. Don't tell yourself that's not important to you if it is. Don't lie to yourself. 
say what your goals are. If your goal is to like create an amazing physique and you know you can't do that with drinking alcohol, let that be your goal. Know where you're going. If your goal is to like create a better relationship with your partner and you know that one of the things that keeps you guys disconnected is your drinking and maybe like your partner's drinking, make sure you write that down as your goal. Because you want to remember like why you're choosing this, like these steps, why you're choosing to take the training wheels off. Because when it gets hard, you're going to want to put them back on. Do you know how hard it is to put training wheels back on when they've been off? <laughs> really hard. It's like really fumbly and messy. We don't want to do that. We want to take the training wheels off and go and fly. And that brings me into skill number five that you need to take the training wheels off your adult life using alcohol. And that's practice. You have to practice not drinking. You have to practice not drinking so much because you've practiced drinking so much. You've put in a lot of practice with training wheels. You have to practice riding the bike alone. You have to practice every day. Doesn't have to be all day, right? It's not like we're it's not like we're practicing not drinking all day long. But think about when your like normal kind of like drinking time is. This is when you're putting in your practice. You've had a lot of time invested in teaching yourself how to feel comfortable in social situ- social situations with alcohol. You have spent a lot of time practicing how to only speak your deepest truth while under the influence of alcohol. You have practiced a lot of vacations drinking alcohol. You've practiced going to a lot of weddings drinking alcohol. You practice going to a lot of football games, soccer games, baseball games, hockey games, kids, soccer games. Come on, y'all. You have been putting in the practice of drinking in so many different areas of your life. And now you have to put in the practice of not drinking in these same scenarios. This is how you keep the training wheels off. You put in the time, you put in the practice. You learn better balance. You learn how to trust yourself. You learn how to fall. You set goals and keep your eyes on the prize. And ladies, you put in that work and you practice. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to be back talking about, you know, being sober curious and being alcohol free and that this is the direction that Milfie Rich will be going moving forward. 
I have a couple ways that you can work with me still. If you are ready to take this work to the next level, you're ready to kick your cabot to the curb. And you know that working with a one-on-one coach would really help you and keep you from trying to put those training wheels back on after like a few weeks <laughs> trying to ride and fall on your own, then you can look at the show notes and schedule a one-on-one consultation call with me. There's also the 10-day alcohol-free challenge that you can join at any time where I am your virtual coach for 10 days via email, teaching you several of the skills and tools that I teach my one-on-one clients. And as always, you can find me on Instagram if you're not following me there. I would love for you to introduce yourself and say hello. All right, my friends, my ladies, have the best week. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.